0: Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. The final from Progressive Field in Cleveland. It's the Los Angeles Angels 5, the Cleveland Guardians 4. I'm Davey Barris, lifelong Cleveland baseball fan, and I want to talk about the actual game on the field, the thing I enjoy watching baseball being played. And you know what? Despite the loss, I'm sure uh, if you're on Guardians Twitter, I'm sure you feel it. There are positive vibes out there. Despite the loss, this was a this was a competitive baseball game. This was a fun, interesting baseball game. It was at least some entertainment on the night. There were plays on the plate and big home runs and big strikeouts and double plays to get out of innings and uh, multiple guy multiple plays at the plate and yeah, all sorts of things going on. Trout crashing into the center field wall. All sorts of stuff going on in this game. So you definitely got your money's worth. I know, I know we want to see the Guardians rack up some wins here and get back to some winning ways. But at least this felt more like the team we're familiar with. Right? They they put up runs in four different innings. Uh, do it in a little bit different way each inning. And uh, so, yeah, some guys with some multi-hit games. This one was at least an entertaining baseball game, as opposed to you know some of these the series against Detroit, which was just brutal to get through. This one, this one kept me entertained. I, you know, cooking dinner, playing with the kid. There was a lot going on tonight, but uh, we had the game on as a family and uh, enjoyed it. It was it was really kept me gripped. So uh, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into the storylines of this game and break it down. But uh, before I do, uh, I want to give a shout out because we got another five star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you leave a five star review, uh, take the time to write something out for me. I'm definitely going to give you a shout out on the on the show. So uh, the review is from Richie Richie Cat. Uh, I don't know if Cat's short for anything or not, but uh, it's always funny the you know the handles that people use on. Apple Podcasts. I don't, when they pick them, I don't think they, you know, plan on leaving reviews and getting shout outs on uh, podcasts. But Richie said, uh, Cleveland Baseball Mornings, go to review of the Guardians games. Great insight, great perspective, must listen to every morning. Five stars. Thank you, Richie. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, let's go, these reviews go a long way to the algorithm, helping people find the show, uh, spreading the good word about what we do here. You know, we're different, we're a little bit different than the other, you know, Guardians podcasts out there. Um, you know, I listen to uh, the Cleveland Guardians fan cast this week. I listen to uh the Selby's Godcast a lot. Um, you know, and they they do it a little bit differently, right? They're a little more big picture. They do it kind of once a week and kind of it's 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 interesting, but it's it's not my style of podcasting. I just I don't want to speculate. I don't want to talk about, you know, how to fix the team and trades and things like that. I I want to talk about the game. So, Richie, I appreciate that I'm your spot, uh, you know, to go to, to break down the actual game, talk about the actual game. You know, that thing we all experience collectively as a community Uh, You know, It's bigger than the city I I would say as the city But I see where all of you listen from And you're spread out all over the country You're spread out all over the world So it really is a community uh, Of Cleveland fans uh, Whether you have ties here Because you grew up here Whether you have ties here Because you had family that grew up here Whether you just Maybe you just liked Jose Ramirez And you picked Cleveland as your team And uh, Cleveland fans can tell you How tortured your life will be now uh, cause you picked a Cleveland sports franchise as your team, but I appreciate that. You know, we have a spot here. We have a spot where, uh, you know, that thing that happens every night, not pretty much every night, you know, where a baseball game is played. We have a spot to you know, just come talk about it, come unwind about it, come break it down, decompress about it and uh, have some fun. Uh, so rich, uh. Richie says every morning. uh, I appreciate that, but I definitely understand uh, it's a big commitment to do this show after every game, and it definitely is a big commitment on your end uh, if you're listening every morning. So believe me, I understand if you take a morning off, right? Maybe you got to go in early for work, whatever it is, whatever the situation is, you can't get through your regular podcast schedule for the day. I, I honestly, I do. I don't expect Uh, all the morning people to listen every morning. I get it. Uh, I bend over backwards sometimes just to get these episodes, you know, out and on the air and still keep up with my life. Uh, So I understand. But I do appreciate, man, if it is part of your morning routine, uh, maybe it's your morning commute. Maybe I always talk about maybe you're walking the dog in the morning. Maybe you're cutting the grass. Whatever it is, whatever your routine is for listening to the show, I appreciate you out there. I do. All right, with that said, leave a five-star review like Rich did. Keep growing the show, and uh, yeah, let's just keep blowing this thing up and uh, beating that algorithm uh, there on Apple Podcasts and all the other podcasting apps. All right, let's get into the storylines of this game. The top storyline for me, even in a loss, I think the top storyline is the Guardians offense. Uh, you know showing signs of life battling really hard against you know not not a team that's not known for its pitching let's just say in the angels uh against Tyler Anderson and the bullpen Matt Moore and even Carlos Estevez in the ninth inning you know they put up a good fight against him they load the bases in the ninth inning I, I had to put the kid to bed it's the bottom of the ninth inning and I gotta go put him to bed he's falling asleep you know over his toys and I'm like I gotta I gotta put him to bed And, uh, luckily, luckily he just passed out tonight and I was able to make it back downstairs, uh, before the whole thing wrapped up. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's part of, Hey, living that dad life, got to do it. Uh, so we, we even load the bases in the ninth inning. Uh, so we put up a fight against all their pitchers and yeah, uh, it really felt like the guardians of last year which is what we want to see him get back to. Uh, we enjoyed that offense, that scrappy offense, uh, You know that does have occasional power, right? But there's so many other ways. It's nice to see hard-hit balls. The Guardians, you know, back in the top five list for exit velocity. Remember, against Minnesota, against Detroit, the opposing team was taking 5 out of 5, 4 out of 5 slots in this top exit velocity. We just, we weren't even hitting the ball hard. We weren't even making loud outs. In this one, we got the top 3 spots in exit velocity. Ahmed Rosario, Josh Bell, and Josh Naylor. I'm guessing Naylor's was his solo home run. Yes, it was. Bell's was his single in the ninth inning. And Ahmed Rosario's was his triple In the first inning. So awesome big hits. Not even loud outs. Big hits for the Guardians with the top three exit velocities on the day. Uh, And yeah, that's how we get the scoring going in that first inning. Logan Allen goes out there. Shuts down the top of their order. You know, has to face Trout and Otani for the first time and survives. Uh, He actually would come back. We're going to talk about it. Has really good uh, at-bats against them the second time through the order. And then falls apart a little bit. Uh, But uh, we get the scoring going. Ahmed Rosario with a huge triple, 108.3 mile per hour exit velocity, uh, 830 uh, beats Trout out in center field. And we talk about it all the time. If you want to take the extra base, if you're determined to take the extra base, one of the biggest keys is just don't hesitate. Uh, You know, when you make up your mind, go. Go. And that's exactly what Ahmed Rosario does here. It's almost like he read Trout out in center field and saw Trout wasn't going to, you know, he wasn't throwing the ball in to try to get him at any base. He was just getting the ball in. And he saw an opportunity there, and he took it. And I think we can all agree with that move. That It was a pretty good aggressive move right there. Gets to third base with one out, and Jose Ramirez is able to bring him in with a sack fly. So nothing special, nothing pretty. But a well, I take that back. A triple, a triple in the alley is pretty, uh, pretty pretty. But uh, yeah, a good way of getting it done. No, you know, no big hit in the inning, but they get the first run across. All right, we're off to the races here. Second inning, back to back innings. They're coming with runs, and this time in the next two runs, they would make them pay for walks. They would make the Angels pay for walking. Uh, in this case, it's the leadoff hitter Naylor. In the fifth inning, was it the leadoff hitter? Yeah, Quan, the leadoff hitter in the inning. So both two innings in this game. They walk the leadoff hitter, and that player comes around to score. Naylor actually stole second base, uh, caught him napping, and absolutely uh, torches them for a stolen base right here. Uh, Gabriel Aris, unfortunately, with a line-out. Uh, but Andres Jimenez goes opposite field for a single. If you didn't listen to the TV broadcast, Andre Knott talked about this. Vileka had the lefties out there before the game with the pitching machine, throwing pitches down and away, working on hitting to the opposite field, knowing that these lefties would have to face a left-handed starter. uh, He was working them. And you know what? It paid off. A good swing here from Andres Jimenez. Maybe, maybe going the opposite way is going to unlock some of this offense. You know, I know these guys want to pull the ball and have the hard exit velocity and hit the home runs. Well, I know our team doesn't concentrate too much on home runs, but you know, in the back of their mind, they'd like to, you know, what they'd like to do exactly what uh, Naylor does late in this game. Uh, They'd they'd all love that opportunity. But Jimenez here, 88.9 opposite field swing. That's what I'm talking about. That's a big, big swing right there. Uh, Naylor has to stop at third base, but Miles Straw, sack fly into center field, Trout comes up throwing, Naylor is tagging from third, it's the first of a many plays at the plate, and despite an ugly, you know, kind of car crash of a slide, Naylor is in there safe, and now, back to back innings, we've scored runs on sack flies, again, not the big hit to blow the game wide open, if you're gonna play like this, you got to do it in multiple innings, and they're able to do it in the first and the second and get runs across. Naylor's lucky on this slide; he really and the catcher, frankly, uh, for the Angels, they're both lucky uh, on this play that nobody got hurt. Tice uh, for the Angels um, was he blocking the plate? Was he was set up in a weird way? If you watch Cam Gallagher uh, set up later in this game, he sets up in front of the plate so that he can turn and make the tag and keep his body out of the way. Now, does it does it hurt him? Because, you know, they, they're able to beat uh, Gallagher. Drury is able to slide in and get his hand in. I think Drury just had a step. I think Drury, you know, straw bobbling the ball out in center field allows gives Drury one extra step, and that was the difference there. I think it was just a timing thing. I don't think it was anything with Gallagher's fundamentals. Uh, you know, receiving the throw and then getting the tag down. Uh, Drury just beat him by a step. But in this one, uh, you know, Tice is uh, kind of set up behind the plate, which is a dangerous place to be set up because, yeah, you're going to have the base runner slide right into your leg. It's exactly what you don't want as the catcher. Um, So it's an ugly play. Luckily, everybody walks away okay. You always... You always wait a day or two to see if there's any lingering issues with these kind of things because sometimes in the moment, the momentum uh, can mask, uh, you know, maybe a deeper injury. But it seems, I mean, especially based on that swing in the eighth inning, it seems like Josh Naylor is going to walk away okay from that one. Uh, Looks like he just took a knee to his shoulder, maybe a Charlie horse or something like that into his shoulder. So uh, they scored there. Uh, Like I said, the third inning then. I guess I'm just gonna go in game order this uh <laughs> for this one. Uh huge, huge matchups against Trout and Otani for Logan Allen. The second time facing them. Uh, you know, Tice has a single to kick off that inning. Neto would line out. Uh Taylor Ward with a single, so they got two men on, and now he has to face Trout and Otani. Oh boy, you're thinking, okay, second time. They've already you know, seen his first at-bat. They've already seen some things. So what has he got for Trout and Otani? Well, the plan from Logan Allen is pretty simple. Uh, sweepers down at the knees and fastballs up at the letters. That's how he attacks uh, Mike Trout. Uh, drops a sweeper on the inside edge. Remember, there's a left-handed pitcher going as a right-handed batter. Uh sweeper on the inside edge to Trout for strike one. This is with one in the dirt. Uh, for ball for one make it a one one count uh, that was another sweeper then goes three fastballs in a row I I don't know gets away with one here throws a fastball on the plate that he fouls off this one was at the belt out over the plate frankly this was the pitch right we talk about in every at bat there's a pitch this was the pitch that Trout probably should have done something with then gets it up and in then gets that fourth pitch up and in that he fouls off a fifth one up and in that he fouls off again. Uh, goes back to the sweeper, misses across the zone for a ball, tries to throw another sweeper at him that he fouls off, and then comes back with a high fastball and gets him on this one, 92.8 miles per hour, and he blows it by Mike Trout. You know, it's not, uh, it's not a super speedy fastball. All the fastballs in this at-bat were 92 miles per hour. What did he average on the day? He averaged 91.6 on his fastball. He averages 91.9, so a 92-mile-per-hour fastball. But one of the things they talked about with Logan Allen, and they talk about it with Tristan McKenzie a lot too, is the extension. Extension. He gets big extension, which makes the ball seem like it explodes out of his hand a little more than the velocity maybe indicates. And going over to his StatCast page, he's in the 74th percentile for extension. Which means, yeah, of the pitchers in baseball, he's, okay, 74th percentile, so uh, towards the top of the league when it comes to that extension and that explosion off the rubber. Uh, So it plays here against Trout. He's able to strike him out with that fastball coming up and in on him. Then he's got to face Otani. He's still got two guys on base. Now it's a lefty-on-lefty matchup and uh, starts him off with a he comes inside. Actually, you know, you, you'd think maybe you want to stay away from Otani. I think in his first at-bat, let's go to the first at-bat here uh, in that first inning uh, where he walked him, and he kind of stays away the whole time. It's fastballs and sweepers down and away. So uh, he ends up walking him in this at-bat. The second time he faces him, he's not afraid to come inside. He challenges him up and in with a four-seam fastball for a called strike, Throws another one even tighter in on the hands. Gets him to swing through it. Uh, so he's got him in an 0-2 count. Throws that sweeper uh, down and away trying to get him to chase. He lays off it and he throws it one more time. He double doubles down on it. And I thought this was a very Shane Bieber move. This is what Bieber would do. He'd say, no, 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 no. This is my out pitch. You are going to swing at this. And gets it. Somehow Bieber gets it every time. And Logan Allen does here. Throws a sweeper in pretty much the same spot. Uh, you know, not totally overlaid with each other. Basically the same quadrant. Down and away. Off the plate. Below the knees. Or just at the knees. And uh, Otani goes for it this time. Swings through it. And he gets out of the jam here in this third inning. Uh, gets the strike out of the two best two of the best hitters in baseball. Let's just say. Uh, so, huge stuff from Logan Allen. Now, he doesn't last very much longer in this game. He uh, he gets into some trouble in the fourth inning. Ends up giving up three runs in the fourth inning. Uh, does last into the fifth, but eventually uh, Sandlin's going to have to come in and relieve him in the fifth. Uh, they just, yeah, they started hitting him. Uh, Rendon with a double. Uh Drury with a single or Shello with a double. This is the one where Drury would slide in and beat the throw uh from straw out in center field, relayed by Jimenez. Um uh, Tice would walk, Neto would single to add another run. Uh, and then finally Ward would ground out and Trout would line out uh to end things. So had to face Trout again in that inning, uh, for a third time, and still uh, Trout does nothing uh to Allen on that day. Did Trout do anything today? He was, yeah, he did. Uh, oh, That's right, late in the game. Yep, that's right. Ninth inning, Trout finally got his. Uh, so survives the fourth inning. 3-2, uh, it's not great. The fifth inning, I'm sure, is when all of you thought this game was going to get blown open, right? I, I, I think we all thought this was pretty bad stuff here. And uh, this game was about to be blown open by the Angels' offense, and somehow they get out of it. Uh, It starts with Shohei Ohtani reaching on catcher's interference. Okay, that's a weird one. Uh, Anthony Rendon would uh, single on a line drive to center field. Ohtani moves up to second. Renfro would single on a line drive to center field. Uh, Shohei Ohtani stops at third this time. So now they've got the bases loaded. Were they just hitting these balls ridiculously hard? This was definitely a part of the game where I was cooking dinner and not paying too close attention. Yeah, Rendon's was 106.6. Uh, Renfro's was uh, a bloop uh, single, so that's why Otani has to hold up. And it brings up Brandon Drury, and it would be Logan Allen's final battle batter. So he definitely has to battle in this one, Logan Allen does, and uh, eventually gives way to Sandlin, but not before facing Brandon Drury one more time and uh, boy uh, Drury kind of does it to himself just gets over aggressive with the bases loaded here trying to be a hero he swings over a sweeper for strike one that's down below the strike zone Uh, fouls off a fastball up at the top of the uh, strike zone I like the combination there Uh, throws him another sweeper down at his feet that he lays off for a ball throws him a change up in the dirt that he lays off for a ball and then why not One more changeup in the dirt, and he strikes out on it. Uh, So a huge strikeout for Logan Allen. It would be his last batter. Sandlin comes in to face Giovanni Ursella, righty on righty with the side armor, and he's pounding the outside of the zone with sliders and sinkers, uh, and eventually gets him to roll over. You can't do this with a side armor especially. Uh, Giovanni Urshella tries to pull... I don't know if he tried, but he did. He pulled a uh, slider sweeping down and away from him. Uh, you got to ride that thing in the opposite field if you want to do anything, Gio. Uh, not that I want him to, but I'm just observing. Uh, instead, he tries to pull it and grounds into a double play. Shortstop uh, Rosario to Jimenez, back to Naylor, and they get out of the bases loaded jam. Keep it a 3-2 game. That was huge at the time. So, yeah, so Logan Allen, it's not the best line uh, for him on the day. Four and a third innings pitched, eight hits, three earned runs, two walks, five strikeouts. Big strikeouts, though. No home runs given up, 96 pitches. He's only hard hit six times. So he definitely battled, definitely fought. Going over to the player breakdown page, uh, Logan Allen, all of his stuff was kind of working. Uh, got five whiffs on the four-seam fastball, four whiffs on the sweeper, four on the changeup, 10 called strikes on that four-seam fastball. Uh, It's a 28% whiff rate on the day, which is pretty good, and a 27% total CSW. The other big thing is the average exit velocity off him was 86.5. So yeah, they really weren't barreling him up too much. Uh, Got him to go outside the zone a little bit, uh, and Chase, as you saw in some of those strikeouts, right? Otani, Drury got him to chase outside the zone. So, uh, you know, you want to go five innings at least, right, as that starter. He uh, he probably wishes uh, he didn't get into so much trouble that that's third time, second and third time through the lineup. But still a pretty competitive day from Logan Allen. Uh, And Sandlin, the bullpen, just does a fantastic job until, unfortunately, Classe, in the ninth inning, uh, throws a low cutter to uh, Trout, and just the whole inning unravels from that. Uh, You know, putting that hitter on... uh, Was that the leadoff? Yeah, Trout was the leadoff hitter. Putting that leadoff hitter on second base, it almost creates that situation in extra innings, which Classe clearly hates. That runner on second, nobody out, uh, and there's a lot of ways for him to come around and score. So uh, there's a few more things before we get there, though. A few more things. Uh, we do respond in the fifth inning, so after we get that big double play to get out of it, Quan with a walk, Rosario with the single, Ramirez would fly out, but Quan would tag up and go to third. That would be huge because Bell would hit into a force out. Uh, you now that It hit softly, frankly. They can't turn the double play. And Quan comes in to score. Getting that runner to third with less than two outs proves to be critical in that fifth inning. And they tie the game up. And we ride that all the way into the the eighth inning. And uh, it's Josh Naylor facing a lefty. It's a left-on-left matchup. And frankly, I'm sitting there watching the at-bat. Like I said, the kid is falling asleep over his toys. I'm watching the at-bat, and I'm thinking to myself, man, Naylor, he's just hes not proving himself against the lefties. He wants those at-bats against the lefties. When's he going to prove it against those lefties? And boy, does he in this at-bat. It's a battle. Seven-pitch at-bat. Uh, Knuckle curve in the dirt away to start, and he lays off it. Uh, Forcing fastball down in a way that he fouls off. Uh, takes a knuckle curve for a called strike. So now he's in the hole. One and two. Fouls off a changeup down in a way. Stays alive. Another knuckle curve off the plate that he lays off. A forcing fastball off the plate that he lays off. We're now into a full count. And Moore decides to come in with a fastball and challenging him in with a fastball. And it was a big mistake. A 94 mile power fastball. Uh, kind of up and in, but. M- Kind of middle of the plate as well. Uh, just just up and in off the middle of the plate. And he turns on it at 110.5 miles per hour. 26 degree launch angle. 442. Almost hits Emmanuel Classe warming up in the Guardians bullpen. Uh, they might have to raise the nets out there or something like that. Because, uh, I mean, that legitimately landed in our bullpen. Uh, so, yeah. A huge home run. Uh, I love that, you know, StatCast added this. 30 out of 30 ballparks. This thing is a no-doubt-about-it home run. So uh, it's huge there from Josh Naylor. We try to add on more. Andres Jimenez with triples in this inning. One of the worst routes you'll ever see on a ball by uh, Renfro, Renfro in right field for, uh, for the Angels. Just absolutely. T- he, like, tries the Willie Mays, you know catch this ball over his shoulder and turns the glove up you know like uh, you're never going to catch a fly ball like that I'm literally unless you're Willie Mays you're not catching the ball over your shoulder like that so I don't know Renfro got completely lost out there didn't really know where the wall was uh, was trying to track the ball uh, so uh, a triple another triple you know for the Guardians from Andres Jimenez uh, unfortunately they can't bring him in the score he gets stranded out there but uh, the second triple on the day uh, for the Guardians. And that's it's fun to see. Unfortunately, that insurance run would have been huge. That's why it's so important. Right, Straw flew out too shallow to bring him in on a sack fly. Gallagher flew out to end the inning. And then Trout starts off against Emmanuel Classe. He gets a low cutter kind of middle of the plate and laces it up the middle. 100 mile 108 miles per hour it goes all the way to the wall and he's out there with a double. Now Clase would strike out Otani. Uh he would challenge Otani and uh strike him out here in a pretty cool battle. Uh lots of cutters away. Finally after uh four cutters in a row away. Uh it's a full count. He drops a slider uh down and in on him and he swings over it. So Away, away with the cutter. Got a couple of called strikes in there on the edge. uh, Throws him one up and away that he doesn't chase. And then comes back with a slider at the knees. Devastating pitch right there. But unfortunately, they would get the run home. And not only that, Rendon would single. um, And then Hunter Renfro would hit into a fielder's choice with runners on the corner. Uh, Jimenez would try to come home with it. It's like a video game. I swear to God, in video games, they program. So if you're like playing back and you try to throw home, I swear to God, they program into those games that 90% of the time you're going to make a bad throw because it's not the right baseball play and they reward you in video games for making the right baseball play. That's kind of what it felt like here. Jimenez decides to go home, try to get Trout coming home, another play at the plate, and he just... He throws it to the wrong side of Gallagher, and he can't get the tag on him. They uh, they tie the game up, and then Trout kicks the ball, which was weird. Uh, I thought for sure, for sure, that would create a dead ball situation. You can't be getting up from home plate and kicking the ball away from the catcher. Now, yes, it did look completely unintentional, but still, he kicked the ball away from the catcher. It allowed the runner to move up to third, and then Drury brings him in on a sack fly. So, uh, yeah, that, that was huge. That was absolutely critical. Uh, you know, goes from a tie game. Instead, it gives them uh, a one-run lead in that ninth inning. They were able to put two on the board in the ninth. So not only tie the game, take the lead. We load the bases with two outs. After Quan and Rosario pop out, Ramirez with a single. Bell with that 110 mile per hour single. And uh, we really got something going. Uh, runners on the corner, they pinch, uh, they intentionally walk Josh Naylor. Even without that first base open, right? Runners on the corner, they intentionally walk Naylor. Everything's going to come down to this. It creates a force at every base, but it also means if your pitcher walks Will Brennan, you just tied the game. So it's a big risk there. Unfortunately, Brennan goes down swinging, Uh, challenges him, Uh, Estevez challenges him with fastballs, throws him four fastballs in the at-bat, and frankly just blows one by him right down the middle at 97.6 to end the game. We don't usually go in game order, but just the rhythm I felt in, uh, fell into tonight. And uh, so yeah, the storyline was... There was a little bit of everything, and it was one heck of a baseball game from beginning to end. I mean, pretty exciting stuff going on at Progressive Field. Uh, Unfortunately, we come out on the losing end of it. But, hey, I mean, 11 hits to the Angels, 12 hits. What were we with runners in scoring position? Again, we score in four different innings. Lots of positives to take away from this one. Uh, With runners in scoring position, oof, only one for 11. All right, I didn't think it would be that bad. Because a couple of sack flies, right? A solo home run, a couple of sack flies. Those are not hits with runners in scoring position. The Angels were four for 17 with runners in scoring position. So, uh, I mean, they had 12 hits and four walks. Uh, We had 11 hits and five walks. So lots of base runners for both teams. But they come out on top in this one. Uh, You know, I just thought it was interesting. Doesn't shy away with the lefty on the mound. We're going to have to face a lot of lefties in this series... Doesn't shy away from his left-handed hitters. Quan's in there. Naylor's in there. uh, Andres Jimenez is in there uh, facing a left-handed pitcher. And like I said, Naylor needed to prove what he could do against left-handed pitching in this one. Because frankly, he's hitting one. This does not include tonight's game. I was actually surprised because StatCast is usually pretty good about updating Uh, their pages right after the game, but for the, oh, there it is. It's updated now. It is updated since I started recording. So now he is hitting 133. Now uh, Naylor has got his average up to 133 versus lefties. Now he's only hitting 216 against righties. So he's not setting the world on fire. Uh, It's a slightly reasonable OPS, 644, as opposed to lefties, a 421 OPS. So Naylor still has a lot to prove against lefties, but that home run in the eighth inning was a big step in the right direction. Jimenez and Quan actually are. Uh, Jimenez has reverse splits. Uh, he's hitting 289 against lefties. He has three hits in this game. Him and Rosario both have three hit games. Uh, he's hitting 289 against lefties with an 807 OPS. Jimenez's problem is against righties. Against righties, he's hitting 182 with a 515 OPS. So, yeah, and the strikeout-to-walk ratio is crazy against righties. Uh, 22 strikeouts to 5 walks. As opposed to against lefties, it's only 5 strikeouts to 2 walks. Now, obviously, smaller sample size, about 50 less at-bats. Uh, actually, literally 50 less plate appearances. Uh, but uh, still, still not striking out as bad as he is against the righties. And then Quan is pretty even, uh, you know, across the board. He's hitting 271 against lefties, 252 against righties. So again, hitting a slightly better against those lefties. Uh, the OPS is a little bit higher, 699 OPS against the uh, lefties and a 665 against the righties, because you know he doesn't slug that much. Let's be honest. Uh, but the on base is identical, 345 on base percentage, lefty or righty doesn't matter. Uh, strikeouts to walk are even against the lefties, 6-6, six and six, and he has more walks than strikeouts against the righties, 15-12. to 12. So uh, Kwan and Jimenez are continuing the trend of proving that they belong in their uh, everyday lefty or righty. Uh, and Naylor, like I said, the home run was a big step forward. I still don't know uh, how many at-bats I'm giving him against left-handers uh, with that 133 average, with that 421 OPS. That's with the home run, by the way. A 421 OPS with the home run. Uh, but hey, uh, it was nice to see that he could do it. If they came inside with that fastball, if they made a mistake inside. He can make them pay for it. So, uh I you're you're all probably frustrated that Classe gives up those runs. It was a weird ninth inning, though. Um, you know, he trots a great hitter gets that double. They get him home, and, and the kicked ball, you know, changed changed a lot. Changed more than I think the umpires realized it would. Like I, I'm shocked, Francona. I'm surprised he wasn't out there screaming about it and trying to get that runner moved back to second base in some kind of dead ball situation. All right, that's all my thoughts on this one. MVP on the day, I got to give it up to Josh Naylor. I, uh, there was a monster moment in the eighth inning even though it doesn't end up being the winning run because we blow the save in the ninth. Still, it was a huge momentum swing. It was a huge moment for him to get a nice late-inning home run like that, like just like he did a, so many times last year. So Naylor is getting my MVP on the day. I know Rosario and Jimenez had three hit games. I know, I know, but still, uh, yeah, pretty impressive stuff. I guess it could also go to Sandlin, too, for getting out of that inning. Uh, getting out of that fifth inning, but I'm going with Naylor on the day. All right, uh, that's all my thoughts on this one. Thanks for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning. And again, thanks to Richie for leaving that five-star review and taking the second to, you know, write something out real quick for people to see what the show is all about. So again, the final from Cleveland, it's the Angels 5, your Guardians 4. We'll be back tomorrow to keep talking this series. You can follow me on Twitter at Davey Barris. You can email the show at Mornings at gmail.com. Let me know your thoughts on the game, and we'll discuss them on the show. Also, I'm hosting this podcast on Spotify. You go to the link in the show notes. You can leave a voicemail for the show. We'll play it back on the air, respond to your thoughts, and we'll have a fun conversation amongst the fans about baseball. So thanks again for joining me on this Cleveland Baseball Morning.